Hello, my babes. How y'all doing? Oh, my goodness. I love, love, love to come and check in with the most downest, supportedest, making up wordedest followers, supporters, gatherers on this platform. I'm definitely coming to you guys from up under the rug. And you guys got to know that you are smart, important, beautiful, and stars. And you better not never let nobody tell you different. You guys, today is May the 10th at 3.30 p.m. And um, I'm streaming to you guys right now on a Wednesday. And when I tell you the Wednesday is going lovely, it's about 71 degrees. Yes, everybody's feeling real cheesy, you know, with the grins and smiles and happiness of wiles. But we got to keep in mind that the more we thrive and the more that we are happy and the more that we shine bright like a diamond, you have those that carries the coal and that doesn't feel anything in their soul. Their heart is an icebox where their heart used to be. And um, yes, it's definitely unfortunate. So when I tell you I'm coming to you, you guys, for just a few minutes of some love and some intuitionly support. Because, you know, you guys, I come to y'all and I talk to y'all about pretty much anything that's going on. So, you guys, and those that do not know, I am an identical specimen. I was literally born a twin. You know, it's the difference between an identical and a fraternal twin. You know what I'm saying? So, that means that I was sharing an egg with another person. There was not two eggs that fertilized two different I mean, there was not one sperm that fertilized two different eggs, but there was one sperm that fertilized one egg and the sperm bursted into two. And that's how that happened. Okay, you guys. So I am a identical twin. Now, as you all probably should know, um, we're not the closest because of our differences, how we see life. I'm the more, um, I would say, stern, serious um driven outgoing um like to enjoy life and my sister is dramafied chaotic not in the nicest terms somewhat delusional in states and minds but um i literally just you know certain things that you go through with your family members I say you went through them. They could have been the worst and you probably wouldn't want to even come back from them or even speaking to them. But at the end of the day, they are your same bloodline. So within growth that shows within you when you're on a different path in life, it shows the growth that you have within yourself to not just let that go. But and when I say my podcast is based on sweep from under the rug, you sweeping that from up under the rug, but you landed on top of the rug and you leaving it there, okay? And we're going to clean it up. 
You feel me? So when it comes from up under that rug and it sits on top of that rug, we gonna sweep it in and vacuum it up, okay? We gonna clean it up a little bit. So when you're cleaning it up, that means that you're actually releasing all of them old harboring feelings and, and things that may be holding you back in life because you got things that is weighing on your mind, body, and soul and your spirit that is not allowing you to move on to your greater heights that you're supposed to be. So I had a conversation with her and the conversation completely was going good until it went left. You know what I mean? She brought up a situation with a family member and then it's this knit, gnaw picking situation with her and my dad. And she talks about him like a, a, a dog on the street. And you know, I sit and listen for only so much because again, we're twins, we went through the same thing. And in her mind, our relationship, me and my father's relationship is completely different from her and her, for her and his, which it's going to be. Your relationships that you have with the same person is going to be different because you're a different person. Let me say that again. If I have a sibling and we have the same parent, our relationship with our parent is going to be different because we are a different individual. We may have lived in the same womb together, but in all, we are a different individual. And I had to just come to grips just a, a few minutes ago, like, she was saying, oh, your relationships is way better than, it's, it's been better and it's always been different with you and him and, and me and him. And I, I, I can just only, you know, grasp to think that he probably respected the fact that I was the daughter that chose not to try to live off of people and try to go and be a go-getter and a hustler and go get it for myself and not try to act like I was entitled to anybody else's money versus she, you know. So, for example, when we turned 18, you know, it was a situation my dad came and kicked us out of his mom's house when she wasn't there because she was in the hospital. We both turned 18 and he kicked us out of her house without her no knowledge and not without her respectively actually wanting her him to do that. But within his, you know what I'm saying, mindset, he's like the parents or he's like, you're 18, you got to get up out of my mom's house. Mm -hmm. Not Now, at the time, he knows that we were there to help her, but also in his mind, which was in a very selfish state of mind as he had been in because my mom, my grandmother, I call her my mom, she had taken care of us just like she took care of all of her other grandkids. She has three sons and she took care of all of her son's kids or all of her son's kids was able to have a home within her home. And with that being said, being that he's the last one, my dad was the last baby, the baby of the other two boys with my uncles. You know, she treated him like that. And I feel like also, you know, she pacified him because he was the um, the love child. So my, my grandmother stepped out on my granddad, which is my dad's brother's dad, and ended up having my dad with another man. But my uncle's dad which is still my granddad, decided to take care of my dad as his own. He didn't see him no differently because the man that my grandmother stepped out with didn't want to have anything to do with my dad 
because he had an already made family. And he didn't want that already made family to be torn apart because of the one night stand or whatever, you know, circumstance that ended up coming to, you know, um, have my dad. So um, she passed up, my grandmother pacified my dad a lot on that. And I think she felt sorry and the standing third. So it, it, it kind of leaned him to where she'll always be there with financial wise, physically wise, mentally wise. And he got a lot of traits that wasn't so good. And it might have seemed a whole lot of womanizing. So, you know, um, I didn't have the best relationship with my dad growing up because of this complete trait that he was living and had, you know. And it was the same with my mom, though. You know what I mean? Both of my parents were brought up in a very um, self-sufficient black household where... There was household names. They were my 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 parents' parents was the first blacks to do something in a predominantly white where it was segregated. And my parents' parents was the first blacks to be able to be able to be in middle class areas. So you guys get what I'm saying. Owning houses, businesses, things of that nature. So being that my parents was the prodigies of these moguls you know, parents that set set this tone and, you know, had things, cars, you know, endless things. Money was not a problem versus they go to school back in the 80s and 70s and they were, their friends were in poverty and they weren't. So they didn't know what it was to actually not have. And it was a completely different lifestyle for my parents. Now with them having a different lifestyle, they didn't take that lifestyle into when they had kids and, and tuned it into us, they stayed in that lifestyle to where they like, oh, well, we still going to be spoiled and not take care of our kids. We going to dump our kids on our moms. They want to be grandparents, so we going to dump them on our moms and we still going to do what we want to do. So that became a whole situation, you know, with my upbringing. And that's how I had, was up brought. Now, when I tell you people move differently and take struggles and to make them stronger, and some people take struggles, and it makes them bitter and weaker, that kind of played into with me and my sister. So when my dad put us out of my grandmother's house when we was 18 years old, I mean, mind you, it was my birthday. Um, I didn't really, I wasn't, I was mad at the time, you know, oh, yeah, you did this, I don't know, you ain't never been there, y'all, you gonna come kick us out, where we gonna go? So I ended up going to my mom's house for about, mm, I say a month, my sister ended up finding a realtor, and so we moved into the house on 16th and Locust together. My sister had somewhat of a sugar daddy. Now, the sugar daddy was the same age as her, so it was a boyfriend that was giving her everything. So my sister was that type where she always had somebody, or she was looking for somebody to take care of her. She didn't care about a man taking care of her. Me, I was the twin that was self-sufficient. I don't need no man taking care of me. I can go make my own money. I can go move how I want to. I, I can do this. I can do that. Versus my sister was the opposite. So when um, things didn't go well with my sister um, and I at that house, because I was paying rent to my sister, and instead of her going to give it to the boyfriends for him to add to the rent, he the, the I say like mm, three, three months in of the stand there, her boyfriend comes to me like, Oh, well, you know, um, when we moved in together, you supposed to be paying half the rent, blase, blase. 
And I'm saying to him, like, I've been giving my sister the money. She's supposed to be giving it to you. She's, he's like, oh, no, she ain't give me nothing. So when he came to her about it, he, she like, don't worry about what I did with her half of the rent. You pay full rent and you supposed to be the man of the house. Woo -woo. So that was between them. But I didn't like to be in the middle of that. So I was already on my way out. So I ended up being on my way out because another incident had happened. I ended up getting a vehicle. There was everybody just had the house. We were staying with the house. I've got to be mobile. You know what I'm saying? Where I'm getting around, the bus is not suitable for me. So I've always wanted to have me a car. You know what I mean? I had me a car at 16, 15, 14. So when I became 18 and moved out away from family, of course, that just only made it right. So I ended up getting me a vehicle. When I got me a vehicle, um, I let my sister lend my uh, I lend my vehicle to my sister one time. And that one time when I lent her the vehicle, now mind you guys, now, the boyfriend had had enough, and he moved out and dumped her. So, now I'm paying the rent, and I don't know really where she getting her money from, which the streets, selling stuff, woo, okay, yeah. So, she doing that. I just, it wasn't vibing for me. You know, I'm going to college. I got me a job. She wanted to lay around all day. She wanted to party. She wanted to have knit fits in the house, felons, people that's going to jail, um, sex trafficking, all type of stuff. Wasn't really my slide. So now this is where our twin vibe broke apart. Okay. And we just went two separate ways in life. You know, she wanted to do that. She wanted to be a madam. I wanted to be a professor. If y'all get my drift. Like our, our aspirations in life just didn't fit like a glove anymore. So I respected it and I moved out. So when I moved out, oh, when I let her then when I lent her my car for the first time and the only time and I was at work, my job got out at the the latest was two AM. I got out off of work at three AM. She was supposed to come pick me up. When I tell y'all I called her, called her, called her, the buses had stopped running, so I couldn't take the bus. I was out, you know what I'm saying? So somebody was reluctantly to drop me off at the house. Tell me why when I get there, you know, everybody sleep. She didn't find she didn't care about it. She actually woke up the next morning gloating about the fact that she had my car and didn't come get me. You know, being very careless about my, not only my feelings, but her being a sister. You know what I'm saying? Because of these people that she had got around her that I felt like was bad influence on her. And so that was the last straw. Um, she called herself kicking me out, but I had already was on my way out the door. But that's what she did. She kicked me out after I had just paid the rent for the month. And that was that. So I ended up moving to the family's house. Um, and then um, I was there for a little minute. And then I ended up moving out of town for a little minute. Then when I came back, um, I moved back to the family's house because um, it had been vacant. So I had wanted to have the family's house by myself. I didn't want to move there with somebody. So it had been vacant, signed the lease. So it was just me. So, mind you guys, again, she got to talking about my dad like a dog. This is the conversation today. Oh, you remember you had tortured me over there and he was treating me any type of way. You was treating me any type of way. Y'all relationship different. Woo, woo, woo. And I had to think about it like, no, what made it different was you showed you weren't going to be and do anything in life besides be a person that wants somebody to take care of you. And I think in him, for the person that he was, he didn't respect that. 
the person that my dad was, he just wasn't going to respect that. It wasn't no, oh, I'm going to help you because he barely helped me. He didn't even take care of us when we was kids. So what it looked like, he going to take care of your grown self. And you trying to be around here and act like you calling the shots and being a boss in somebody else's house. And you're not paying nothing and you're not trying to get a job and you're trying to smoke off everybody. You're trying to drink off everybody. You coming in the house all times at night. You inviting people over and you know what I'm saying? It's just not, it, there was no respect factor. So while I was going to school and going, going to work, she has this big old thing in her mind that, um, he treated me completely different from her. And, and now I'm thinking about it. Yeah, he did because I was a completely different person than you. You know, you can't expect people to treat you how they're treating somebody else when you're not acting like that person. That person is getting everything that they need to do done. They're being the person that they need to be. They're being humble about their situation. They're not being an aggressor. They're not being a, a, a suppressor. They're not being dramified. They're not being ignorant. They're doing what they need to do so they can go on and uh, elevate their life. And here you are trying to make note and get, you know what I'm saying, pinpoint what you finna, you know what I'm saying? Like, she the type that try to get a slip and fall type of thing. And I feel like the, them type of people, you still want somebody to take care of you. You want somebody to pay you out through the, through the courts for whatever situation that happened. And you don't want to work. So her first job was, you know, Office Depot. That's the only thing she could actually bring up. I just hung up on her. Because at this time in my life, she she said, oh, well, I'm 32 years old. And there's no way I'm going to let somebody talk bad about my cousin. And woo, 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 woo. And she went on. And I said, you know what? I don't even care what anybody got to say about anything about that specific situation. That's got to do with him. And his niece. And I'm talking about my dad and his niece. That situation has to do with him and her. Whoever else, her kids, his kids, meaning my little sisters, don't got nothing to do with that. Y'all, you too, you shouldn't have anything to say about that. That's not your place. You can't even say about anything that you did wrong. She was talking about, oh, well, do you know what he said to me on his deathbed? That he's not apologetic for anything that he did and he's going to die the way that he is. In here, literally 10, 10 minutes later, she says to me, well, I don't need to apologize to nobody because I ain't did nothing wrong to nobody. And I just hung up on her. Like, listen here, honey. I am not here for this. You're talking about something that happened literally 13 years later, 13 years ago. And really, it's not going to pay your bills. Not going to make sure that you're healthy. Not going to make sure that them kids, my nephews is good. So why are you still harping on old news? I'm talking about every single conversation I have with this girl. She wants to bring up the past and how so many people did her wrong. If I did, if I was so, such a bad sister, why are you still taking my calls? Why are you still calling me? Why are you still communicating with me? And every time I stop communicating with you, it's because you did something wrong. And I give it like a year or two. Literally. 
And I only reached out the last time, you guys, just this last time, like a month ago, is because my cousin sent me a package for her down here, and I took it to my nephew's. And that was as soon as I can get me a car. I just got my car. So as soon as I got my car, I made it my way to go drop my cousin, my nephew's stuff off because I had had it the whole winter. And here she calling me, trying to make, like, this is the kind of, you know, when she should be apologizing for the situation about my nephew inappropriately touching his own cousin. She didn't apologize for that. He didn't apologize for that. Do you think I'm asking for an apology? Did you think I'm bringing that up? No, I'm not. Because I'm a true person that believes let go and let God. You can't hold on to something that's not willing to hold on to. It's not doing you any justice by holding on to some malicious. Because that was malicious. That was malice. That's something that people don't get over and fester on. And when I tell you, you guys, I'm saying this right now because I want y'all to understand. Let it go. It is not serving you no purpose. And I know how much they probably hurt you guys. I know how much they probably just killed your, your just like took away all of your child's innocence. But you are a grown adult. They cannot no longer do that to you anymore. So what you can do about it is to you can tell them to that person. And even if they are passed away and no longer here, I know they're able to still hear. And I mean literally hear. Speak it into the atmosphere and let it go. Let it go. You cannot continue to fester on these situations that has happened to you that are no longer serving you any purpose. Because when I tell you when people are moving, people is moving on. They want to be happier. They want to live happier lives. They want to live happier lives. They want to be healthier. And to be healthier is to not be stressed. Them type of situations, mindsets, and thoughts will have you stressed. Because you are continually thinking in your mind about something that you want to say and you feel like you cannot say it. Why not? Who said you cannot say it? Who said that? Regardless if they don't even want to hear it, text it to their phone. They ain't even never, it ain't even got to be the same number. Let it go into the atmosphere and then let it go. You're cleaning it up, sweetheart. You done brought it from up under the rug. You done put it on top of the rug. The rug is dirty. And now you are cleaning that rug. You have to let it go. You cannot no longer live in the past. The past is not your future. The past will be your future if you allow it. And it hurts me to even hear her constantly bring up these same things from when we were kids. And I'm up here living my best life. I'm sitting here thinking like, you just said you're 30-something years old and that's the key. What's the name right there? You're 30. You're talking about stuff that happened when we were 15, 14. <laughs> that's 15 years ago. 20, 10 years ago. Like, come on now. You got kids. Like... Let it go. You have to. You don't have a choice. No, you don't have a choice. 
Because if you continue to hold on to it, it's going to continue to fester in your heart the wrong way. It's going to turn you into a bitter person. And what I mean bitter, you're going to snap at your kids for the wrong reasons. They ain't even really did nothing wrong but being kids. You're going to snap at people when they out when you out in public for the wrong reasons. They ain't really did nothing wrong but just do what they doing. You're going to look at people the wrong way. They ain't doing nothing wrong but living. And you got this bitter mindset because of how somebody treated you back when you was a child. You're not a child anymore. You're not vulnerable anymore. You're stronger. You're wiser. You're better. Let yourself be better. You knew better. You know better. You're doing better. Really believe that. I want you guys to literally live. Live. Live for living. Not just for life, but live because you want to enjoy life don't life don't let life just pass you by because you feeling you don't feel like what what you what you feel like is what you make yourself feel like i don't care if you fake it just like you fake it till you make it with jewelry and how you dress up and all of that fake your feelings hell fake like you feeling good maybe it'll actually make you feel good we got to learn to trick ourselves into believing better, into knowing better, and we will actually continue and will actually do better. So, you guys, I just came to you to just lend a, a, a helping hand when I say let it go. Don't no longer live in your past, especially if it's a whole five to ten years old. Baby, it's been gone. It's no longer being seen by nobody but you. You still can have that memory, but you ain't got to have them thoughts. Okay? It's okay to have the memories, but you don't have to continue to have the thoughts. Leave them where they are in the memories. The memories are in a box. Let them thoughts be in the box as well. Let your thoughts be of what's going to happen now, today. I want this to really reach somebody and help somebody to know that you are not the only person in this world that has been hurt to the point where you don't probably want to even breathe anymore. But baby, when I tell you your breath and your your breathing matters, the more you breathe, the more best oxygen is needed in this earth because you're breathing it. Just know that your oxygen matters too. You breathing matters too. I'm glad you guys sat and listened to me. It was a little bit winded. Not that long, but I'm hoping you guys sit through all of what I'm saying and actually grasp and hold on to it. And if you have to listen to it more than once, I completely understand that. I completely understand that. Okay? Just know that I'm really here for you guys and I feel y'all pain. But y'all pain needs to turn into strength and your strength needs to turn into happiness. Because I want that for you guys. So, excuse me y'all. Be better. Be all that you can be. Be better. Know that you can achieve more than your heartbreak. 
more than your heart pain just know that you are more than your memories just know that you can think of something happy okay you guys i just wanted to sing that it ain't a real song i'm just you know throwing y'all something in there for peacefulness okay so remember you guys thank you for joining me on this beautiful afternoon for listening that you guys are smart you're important you're beautiful you're stars and don't let nobody tell you different don't let nobody dim that glow that shine that light and if they start talking the jibber jabber from back in the past, whatever, just hang up the phone. Just leave them alone. Go on and find you something positive to get your mind off of that negative they tried to intercept in your happy being. Because they can't take away your happiness and you can't let them. Y'all have a great day. Love, peace. Stay humble.